Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking everything BACnet Secure Connect, a topic that we've actually talked about in the past but really things start to, to gain speed and we get excited. And I'm excited today to be joined by Francesco Negrasanti. He is the Cybersecurity Manager for Building Automation and Connected Devices at Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Francesco, thanks so much for joining us. Hi John, my pleasure and nice to meet you. Nice to meet you also. And, and as I mentioned really quickly there, we've talked before, um, not, not ourselves, but uh, on this show, we've talked about Backend Secure Connect, and it was a couple of years ago. And at the time, we talked a lot about uh, the, the aspiration, the goals, the targets, but uh, in many cases, it was still a little bit theoretical at the time. My first question is, where are we up to as an organization, as an industry with Backend Secure Connect? How real is it? And, and uh, what's the current status? I would say that uh, actually we are in the state that uh, we are not anymore in the theory, but we are in the practice. So finally, it was a BACnet Secure Connect. It was introduced some year ago, and now it is supported by some, most of the devices, not most, but a significant number of devices in the market. And now we are really starting to see uh, projects, especially new projects, greenfield projects, where you are developing uh, co- completely new system. They give the opportunity to deploy a system that they have a high level of uh, cybersecurity. And uh, for example, uh, we are currently involved in, in a project for a new big hospital that will be uh, completely based on a system that are using BACnet Secure Connect. Uh, we are currently doing in the next months the commissioning and testing phase, and we plan to hand over the project to the customer uh, likely at the beginning of the next year. Uh, on the other end, there are Bucknet uh, is a very flexible protocol, and we have also we are involved also in projects uh, where uh, some part of the plants they are remaining due to customer requirements on Bucknet IP, and we are on the other end migrating some part of the building to. Uh, Backnet Secure Connect. So we have an hybrid setup where both type of uh, uh, protocol exist and they are able to communicate. And this is uh, good because a customer can um, basically plan the migration approach based on their needs and their requirements and also save uh, the investment that they made before when they purchased uh, devices uh, when this, the security, the advanced security features, they were still not available. For example, we are doing this step by step migration project for um, 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 sports arena in uh, in Germany, for example, and uh, part of the arena it has been already migrated to some other part where it's still remaining under uh, Bacnet IP at the moment, and. Uh, I have to say my expectation is uh, in the future, this uh, the trend uh, will increase for both uh, new deployments and the extension of, of migration of existing deployments because uh, in terms of cybersecurity, the trend from cybersecurity uh, regulation, it is quite clear. Uh, at least, for example, in Europe, there is a level up of the cybersecurity requirements. The European Commission is drafting and preparing to release uh, Cyber Resilience Act that basically is a new regulation that uh, will introduce a set of mandatory essential cybersecurity requirements that all products in the market uh, 
they will need to comply with. And for example, they will have to use a secure version of the protocols uh, and the encryption for communication. They will need to be able to protect confidentiality, integrity, and availability of the communication and availability of the system. And plus other additional measures, for example, the NIS2 directive that is for critical infrastructure. And it is not only Europe. We see it clear trend in cybersecurity regulation that is trying to level up the level of cybersecurity to protect against the uh, risks that are increasing. So we can expect that uh, the use of the SQL protocol and BACnet SC will definitely increase during the next years. I understand. And, and I thanks, thanks for that summary. And, and it's great to hear. You know, after many years, as you mentioned, BACnet Secure Connect was was introduced some time ago. It's great to hear that this is now real. Uh, this is now in in projects, uh, you know, hybrid uh, and, and brownfield as well as greenfield. And as you described, the requirements, the expectations only grow, whether it's regulatory or, or customer driven. The the need for, for this to become more real, let's call it, continues to grow. Uh, for the next question, I wanted to step back a little bit, um, you know, to, to summarize. At the start, you know, back sec- BACnet Secure Connect, like you described, is with us now. Uh, let's let's have a quick look back into the history about w- what is it and, and why does it exist? You know, what was the trigger for BACnet Secure Connect um, in the first place that gets us to where we are today? So BACnet Secure Connect was an addendum to the BACnet standard. The BACnet standard was introduced almost 30 years ago. Uh, with the goal to have an open communication protocols for building systems, so the different building, uh, different type of environment uh, and uh, building devices, different type of vendors, they would be able to communicate each other, and uh, this was very very important. Was a game changer, but on the other end, when Bacnet was introduced, it was introduced in a context where basically mostly the system were uh, isolated uh, and they were using. Uh, not, not much connected, so they were using mostly local solution and classical security methods for network protection were used. And then I would say that the risk was kind of limited. And then uh, on the other end, and we can see the same parallel both for the buildings and also the industry, where we have had the significant trends, digitalization and uh, uh, IT and the OT convergence. And for buildings, these trends, they were accelerated by the Internet of Things. So basically, when uh, IoT started, everything started. A large number of devices, more and more, starting having IP connectivity and uh, having the possibility to be directly or indirectly connected to the Internet. So a different and large number of different systems uh, from heating, ventilation, uh, security, they were able to connect each other, connect to the cloud. So on one end, this opened uh, opportunities to use new application in the cloud and then deliver additional values, for example, for energy efficiency uh, from the data collected. On the other end, of course, as more systems are interconnected, as more the attacks will face for cyber attacks increase. So the the risk increases and we can see that uh, uh, the cyber risk uh, and cyber threats are real. You just need to just uh, read the news and uh, you can hear almost every day about attempted or successfully cyber attacks. So these are really real. And there was the need really to protect uh, the, the network. Of course, uh, um, 
when we are talking about security, it is very important to implement security with an holistic approach at different levels. But in terms of building, it was very, very important. This is what was missing in the in the BACnet standard to have native security features that were able to protect uh, building devices communication and uh, um, the devices itself. So this is why uh, the BACnet Secure Connect addendum was defined and actually it reached the goal because the goal was the one that introduced built-in cybersecurity features and level up the level of cybersecurity of uh, BACnet devices. IT engineers started being more and more involved also in OT <laughs> protocols. Myself also, I come from the IT world and then I moved to the OT. And when I started dealing with this, I never heard about OT before. So it's like a classical situation. And then, you know, we are used to uh, IT protocols. Uh, and uh, so when we start uh, hearing about uh, OT and building protocols, they are sometimes uh, not only open standards, sometimes also proprietary solution. It is something that uh, IT people, they are not really familiar. So there was also the need to bring uh, BACnet closer to the IT world. And this is what been done because uh, actually the BACnet Secure Connect is uh, using uh, TCP protocol and it uses WebSocket web based on the TLS 1.3. So these are uh, protocols technologies, they are very familiar with AT. So basically they are using the same uh, technology that are used in the modern banking systems. So this brought closer to the IT environment, so they also the IT engineers were able to understand more the building and in general the OT technologies. Understand a great summary, and and you explained the the goal was to increase security to deploy these additional you know level up this level of cybersecurity for OT communication in this part of the world, this automation world, and and you mentioned there that you know this is a success. We now see it in the real world. We now see it achieving those goals set. If, if we take a little step back to summarize, what are some of the key strengths that you see from a BACnet Secure Connect perspective that help it achieve that goal? Yeah. Uh, first, the BACnet Secure Connect is very scalable. It is compatible with all the previous version of BACnet and with the future version. So this is uh, makes it easy uh, to perform if we have existing deployments and we want to extend them. And uh, or we want a customer wants to migrate uh, their existing deployments to the secure version to BACnet C, it can be done stepwise. So based on customer requirements, there is no need to rush to migrate everything. And uh, in some cases, if the device is already BACnet C ready, it the upgrade to BACnet C it is very easy. Sometimes is uh, requiring just a firmware uh, upgrade. Um, Still, it is possible uh, uh, to, from technical point of view, BACnet C, it is uh, basically, BACnet is a layered stack and BACnet C is just an additional data link. So basically, you can have communication between different, uh, the, the different uh, data link options. So BACnet, Secure Connect, BACnet IP, BACnet MS, ATP, you can think about it as logical groups and they can communicate each other if you provide the correct meaning. So for example, using BACnet routers and BACnet routing. So still, of course, you need to be careful because the secure communication are limited only um, 
to back with Secure Connect. So where you don't have Secure Communication, you need somehow to protect the deployment and the communication by other means. So it needs to be considered how is it the design, how is it the risk, and you need to protect the communication in other way. But uh, as I said, so the basically back the Secure Connect, uh, it just provided the additional features for security, encrypting, communication, authentication, and uh, it kept all the benefits that the classic uh, BACnet protocol had in terms of uh, ease deployment, uh, scalability. And um, in terms of topology also, it is uh, quite flexible. It fits very good to small deployments, but it is also scalable to larger projects. And um, in general, it doesn't require if we want to migrate to Bucknet C, it doesn't require to additional rewiring. It works with the cabling that is already in place. It doesn't require to, in general, uh, addition, for example, like if you would like to implement in a classic way VPN, you would have probably to install additional hardware or software to implement VPN technologies. So this is not needed. So the, from also from economic or finance, sorry, from financial point of view, this is... Uh, it is very good. And uh, as I said, uh, it is also good because it is IT-friendly. The original version of BACnet used a lot uh, UDP. Uh, UDP normally is not a protocol that is used when you want to ensure a reliable connection. It's a protocol that uh, it is a connectionless protocol from technical point of view. So it is suitable nor normally for that application, like streaming services, for example, where the most important thing is to ensure real time, but not really when you want to have to ensure that communication are protected and communication are safe. While uh, BACnet Secure Connect use TCP. So this ensures that communication has a handshake before for establishing the communication, plus all the mechanism, congestion control, whatever that are introduced by the protocol. So from, from technical point of view, it is much more secure and it is using TLS 1.3 that is ensuring mutual authentication. Yeah, So it is uh, basically protocols that are used by the most critical application in the uh, <laughs> in the market. So this was uh, very, very good. And um, on the other end, there is... Uh, we said that basically uh, the device uh, need to, in order to be able to communicate, they need first to authenticate through the app. So we are using for that certificates. Uh, in general, we are using two types of certificates. There is one type, one certificate that is common for all devices in the projects. And basically, this is used to authenticate the devices to access to the process. And the other is an operational certificate that is um, specific for each device. And basically, it is used to the device to uh, communicate and encrypt and decrypt the communication. Just to summarize, let's say that it's a protocol that uh, it has a strong built-in cybersecurity features and it keeps all the benefits of uh, scalability, cost efficiency, uh, easy to deploy. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> hey, it's a great summary. Thanks, Francesca, because I was, I was thinking about that as well. You gave us so much detail there, but as you described, you know, of course, BACnet it itself now 30 years, uh, we've been dealing with this, like all or like many communication protocols, especially in operational uh, technology worlds and OT worlds, you know, they developed this way for a reason. The flexibility, the topologies are all built um, for purpose, ultimately. So you described there the fact that BACnet Secure Connect 
doesn't change this, doesn't replace it. It works with the topologies that BACnet uh, inherently uh, is developed around to manage the systems that that, uh, that use them, which is a huge step forward. You also described some really important, and in your summary as well, it brings the cybersecurity requirements, but it remains flexible. It remains with those topologies. Uh, it enables that stepwise uh, deployment. It enables flexibility for small and large buildings. And and I wanted to understand a little bit from maybe contextually. Uh, so all of those benefits, really positive. Now you're doing this in the real world, uh, in real deployment. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, you know, how, how is that working? And, and any learnings or any insights that you've seen with these projects you described before, they're really putting that into practice and, and deploying it in the real world. Yeah, as I said, so it depends which kind of project you are addressing. So if you are uh, uh, doing a completely new project, of course, it is uh, kind of easier because you can just plant the the completed the plant uh, fully based on uh, BACnet SC. Uh, but uh, even if uh, customer has existing deployments, you can uh, um, you can still uh, improve the security level of the plant in a, based on uh, customer needs, what customer wants to upgrade and uh, what are the customer requirements. Uh, it doesn't take a huge effort because it is really, you can easily uh, upload, uh, upgrade from uh, the traditional BACnet to, 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 to BACnet SC. It doesn't require huge changes uh, uh, in, the, in the topology. Everything works smooth. So we have the tool to support customers to easy uh, to, to do in an easy way uh, these uh, upgrades and these developments. So I would say that everything works smooth and uh, I would say we, we we can expect more and more in the future to to move. I, I think everyone start realizing now that uh, security is <laughs> is something that needs to be taken seriously before, better before than after. <laughs> yeah, also my experience. And and it must be interesting for you. You mentioned before you come from the IT industry, where of course security has been such a, a huge part of the story for such a long time. I guess you you see now. Uh, while perhaps in in this industry we we are a little bit behind, um, the 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 speed grows and the the criticality of, of that requirement comes. Yes, but this is something that is coming necessary because when dig- strong digitalization is coming, you need to have strong cybersecurity, and uh, and also the the regulations they are going in 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 a clear direction for that, and I would say that uh, Siemens work is part of the BACnet community from long time. It contributed uh, a lot on the standard as well. And uh, uh, we can expect the standard also to further develop. Uh, I know that uh, the um, security, network security uh, working group of the BACnet committee is now working on uh, an additional uh, addendum to the BACnet standard that will address some additional feature in terms of security and will bring more uh, granularity for BACnet in terms of uh, identification and authentication. So um, we will see that it is, I, f- I think it's the, the, they are almost on the process to release. I think they didn't release yet, but it should come soon. Yeah. So they, we, we, we can see that uh, 
we are moving in the, in the right direction uh, and uh, the trend is clear also from the regulation is not only about Europe, the US uh, is tightening the security requirements for uh, starting from critical and government infrastructure and we can expect uh, it will happen also in the private sector. You can read every day about huge cyber attacks on uh, government, uh, uh, energy, manufacturing, uh, industry. So it, it is uh, something that cannot be ignored and uh, ignored and uh, the, the trend is clear. I understand. And hey, Francesco, thanks so much for the, for the insight. And you just described something I'd like to touch on in, the last, in my last question for today. Um, whenever we talk about cybersecurity, but uh, in your example, Cybersecurity is not a problem that you fix once uh, and you're done. Cybersecurity is not uh, something that you, uh, you you buy or you deploy backnet secure connect and you're done. Um, there is no, you don't have a magic wand for cybersecurity. There's no silver bullet for cybersecurity. And as you just described there, even backnet secure connect, which is you know now in its early stages of, of real world deployment, the next addendum comes and after that, the next addendum will come. Give, give us a quick snapshot as a takeaway for those listening. When we talk about cybersecurity and we talk about the holistic approach, which you mentioned very quickly before, give us an idea of what you mean by that and, and how important it is when we talk about cybersecurity in general. Yeah, so cybersecurity, it is not a technical measure or it is, is not only a technical measure. It's uh, you really, and doesn't come with zero cost. It doesn't come from zero effort. So if you want really to apply cybersecurity to protect the assets of the company. So what is valuable for the company against the risk, you really need to have an holistic security approach like defense in depth. This means that you need to have a series of cybersecurity measures and controls that are not only technical, they are also at organizational level and they need to be, you need to really to work on several aspects. Uh, there are, of course, they are very, very important uh, to apply uh, technical measures from uh, the network security, the protection of the perimeter, the protection you need to hide an operating system. You need to build in uh, cybersecurity feature in the devices to harden the cybersecurity device. And you see that uh, then what Bucknet Secure Connect is doing, it fits very good in the defensive depth strategy. But there are other things that are important in the same way. It, the physical security is very important because it helps to ensure that uh, only uh, authorized user enter in the premises in manufacturing or even in special areas of your companies. And uh, as well, it is very, very important to have uh, um, policies and procedures defined that can tell them what people should do, how they should use the assets of the company, what is the correct behavior to, to, to use the assets and to do everything. And uh, they should follow, follow it. And uh, also, it's very important to keep working with people, that is the real resource on for example, on training, in awareness topics. Think about you, your company is investing a lot of money in protecting perimeters, devices, and then some employee just got an email, a malicious email on your mobile phone or, or in the laptop. They just click it and they just download inside the company malware or maybe they go and they put their uh, username and password, their authentication, so that they are still... This is very important. It is really needed to apply an holistic approach 
that is basically a 360 degrees approach to cybersecurity. Yeah? Especially with the IT, IT commerce, especially now that everything is connected and there are not anymore the separation of the two worlds. Yeah, and, and I, I always think back to the example, I think it was a hotel in the US that uh, the IT network and therefore user data was was accessed uh, by a malicious actor who, who got in through a connected pump uh, on a fish tank or something like this. So, so that those kinds of examples uh, are not uncommon, as you describe, and and I think always important that that something like Backnet Secure Connect is designed to to be part of this holistic approach. It's not a one and done, hundred percent. Francesco, thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. You've lent us a huge amount of, of information and knowledge, which we really appreciate. And and I think what's exciting is that firstly. Back and Secure Connect uh, delivers on the expectations, uh, you know, on the goals that it was set. And Back and Secure Connect is real. We see it more. Uh, we see it in the real world and we know we'll see it more, which as an industry, I think, is a really big step in the right direction, uh, especially as you described. Uh, things become more critical, regulations level up, and, and we uh, as a collective industry need to go with that to be successful. So thank you so much, Francesco. A really good, uh, good conversation, great fun. And I, I get the feeling we can talk some more on this topic uh, because there is always more to discuss. I'm always available when you want. Amazing. Then hey, thanks very much, Francesco. Also a big thank you to those out there who are listening to us. Please remember to like, share, comment uh, on this episode, subscribe wherever you found this discussion. Keep your ears open for more conversations together with Francesco, but of course with other experts on all things buildings, all things infrastructure and the future of where we're going with our digitalized technologies. So thank you everybody. And we'll talk to you soon.